Okay, I am here at the Mulholland Tennis Club with my guest today, musician and comedian Lana Turner. Thank this you. Is, this podcast is called Dennis Anyone, but this is the first time I've actually been at a tennis club. So it feels, Dennis at the tennis club. It feels, you know, like Dennis Anyone, so it feels good. <laughs> um, you have a fabulous new um, video album. Well, we have to say, though, that this is like we're going to cross pod, right? We're going to cross pod because you have your pod. Right. So This is my first cross pod. Is, I do it's, this a lot because I I'm, love it. Because I mean, I would have you on my podcast in a heartbeat. Right. So and then you're like, let's do let's just knock it out together. And yeah, and then so what's I. What's your podcast called, by the way? Perfect Ten Podcast. Perfect Ten. It used to be because it was my ex and I. So it, right now I just took it over. So it's got a different meaning now. But what did it mean? Perfect Ten. Because he's a big guy, so the right. one and the zero. Ah, yeah. Got you. All right. So it was just a joke. So you know, um, but now it's just I just kept the name. I love it. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing it? God, forever. Really? Yeah. And how often like do you years. do it? We, we actually did it, started it probably four or five years ago, and then stopped for about right. a year, and then brought it back, and then I just took it over. So. Now, look how high-tech I am. With my I'm, laptop and this little microphone, mm -hmm. how fancy is your setup? I've, it's, it's run the gamut. Of, yeah. Like, it, it, it started out just um, with a Zoom. Right. Like this, kind of. Right. And then I had a studio for a while that I was on in right. a different network. And then we went to a different studio. And then I'm back to the Zoom because it's the easy. This is the easiest way to do it because you can go anywhere. You can go and, anywhere. Yeah. I used to have a fancier thing, but I wasn't good at using it. And, <laughs> you know, if you can't, it doesn't help to have great equipment if you don't know the, the, the fine-tuning. So this has been uh, much better for me. I just feel like when I had the studio space, it was very regimented, and I had to be in there at a certain time, and, and like, I can't, I can't make that work in life. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes you just have to meet in a tennis club. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to. And I, it's way more fun. I just, the previous podcast of this, I had done a bike tour in Berlin, and I... The what? Guy, yeah, I went to Berlin a few weeks. Like a motorcycle bike or no, a bicycle? No, like a bicycle tour like around biking. the city. Oh, how It was fun. super fun, just like a tour. Oh, just around Berlin, just mm -hmm. the city. How, like for a day or for... Like four hours, three or oh, four okay, hours. Oh, okay, okay. But the, afterwards, the guide was so nice that he let me interview him, and I just had to use my iPhone because I didn't have any equipment, and there you go. So. Oh, that's awesome. Here, three cheers for technology. Oh, just, were you just in Berlin? or was... I was there like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, a month ago. Yeah, I'm it was jealous. fabulous. Have you been? Um, no, not to Berlin. It's cool. Yeah. I'd never been to Germany. I've been to Germany. Yeah. But just to um, Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, took a train. As a Jew, that's disconcerting to, to say. To take a like, train <laughs> in Germany? I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. But I, was, I found Berlin really haunting in, in, uh, in all the things that have happened there. Yeah. And their attitudes about it are pretty... Um, they're not sweeping things under the rug. There's like, we went to this Holocaust memorial in the middle of a city. That oh, really? Is, that is, that really makes a statement about what the city, uh, owning its history. Because it, oh. it, it, it's big and it's spread out over a, quite, a, quite a large space right in the middle of town where they could have put condos or anything. And um, it's very haunting in, in its imagery. So oh, wow. if you go to Berlin, check that out. It's it's intense, but oh yeah, no, I mean, um, I went to Dachau, which is a concentration camp. Yeah, and that was like, it, what is it like when you go? Is it is it like a tour? Take the tour. Like how do they? If you know, it feels weird to mix that history with tourists. They weren't really like over here is where we burned the Jew. <laughs> right. Over like, here is where they take the shower. Like yeah, it, was, yeah. it you, wasn't. But I mean, you just walk through it on your own, really. Right. And yeah, and then you go, holy shit, that's where they burned the Jews, and holy shit, that's where they, you know, it's fucked up. Do you pay? I don't remember. I don't think it was. I don't remember if we had to pay an admittance fee. I don't think so. But what was trippy about it was there were, um, what bothered me, in a, like it was really weird, there was a lot of um, students the day that we went. There was like a group, like a class trip yeah. of German students. And I was with my ex, and he's very overweight, and they were mocking him. Like they were walking around like with their arms open, like there were a couple kids pretending they were like, like a fat, like as you know, like a fat American is like, I when I when I was in um, London recently, um, there were some comics that would do a joke, and then the punchline literally was fat American, and the room would just fall apart. Like, if you yeah. think about it, it's like when we say you know like, 
British teeth, like people giggle. Right. So then, so the, these German kids were like making fun of the fat American that was at the concentration camp, and it blew my mind because I'm like, this is a place where they kill people for being different, and you're yeah. making fun of him. It was really oh. like, yeah. How it, did he handle it? Oh, it, it was really upsetting. I mean, it's an upsetting place to be, anyways. And he couldn't even walk. I, he might not have wanted to walk, but he couldn't get like. It was very upsetting. I think as a Jew, like we learn. I learned, anyways, so much about the Holocaust that going to a concentration camp is just seeing it for what I've heard right. about it my wasn't, whole life. It wasn't, like, shocking to it's, you. It's the horrible. information wasn't shocking. But I've been exposed to it my whole life, whereas I think for him it just, like, was just really, like, oh, this yeah. is horrible. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm not inside his head. But, yeah. but I, I walked I walked all around the whole place and by myself and just, like, kind of took it all in. And then... And then we went back on a train. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, we should mention that your ex, for people that, that probably know comedy, is Ralphie May. Yeah. The, the comedian. Yeah, I don't talk about him, though, anymore. Yeah. I try not to. Anymore. I mean, it's part of my life, so it's like this weird line, like, how do you talk about something that was, like, 17 years of your life? Right. But I, I have nothing bad to say. That's the thing. So right. So, I just want to, you know, it just is what it is. <laughs> now, so. um, you have a new um, video album out called Limeade. Yeah. That we want to talk about. Um it's like a, you called it the what the like low rent version of Beyonce's Lemonade. Lemonade, yeah, the con or the comedy. The comedy yeah. version. Yeah, I I mean, look, Lemonade is unbelievable. So when yeah. you say low rent, yeah, I mean, but but it's pretty fabulous production value that yeah. I got for Limeade. But yeah, it's it's an homage. It's more of a I had the opportunity to shoot a visual album and yeah, I, Lemonade is so hot. So. Right, so we kind of did that, and you it seems to it seemed quite personal the the the, the stuff yeah. you were kind of bearing your soul and then you would go into these really funny comedy numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, when you look back at it, what was it like? Was it cathartic to express yourself that way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, the whole album was cathartic. The process of, I mean, um, Dennis and I met through my, our mutual friend, Norman Arnold, who yes. recorded the music and uh, he's, he's so fabulous. So just even having the opportunity to record the music with somebody as overqualified as Norm, um, was awesome, and then, and then when I got the chance to shoot, I I wanted to shoot some music videos to because nowadays it's so hard to get people to buy content, but right. it's really great. Everybody wants to watch a free funny video right. on YouTube or Amazon or whatever. So I was like, okay, but then to be able to shoot almost every song in the album and and make a movie that was an unbelievable opportunity and incredibly cathartic because it gave me something to focus on. Because I should say, I mean, it's about my divorce, so like that's a really traumatic, life-changing experience. So, yeah, being able to you, you, you fund put that. it somewhere, yeah. channel it somewhere. Uh, the wedding dress—is it your real wedding dress that mm -hmm. you wear in it? It was. It goes through some stuff. That dress. The dress is a mess. I still have the dress. I held onto. I put it in a bag and shoved it on top of my closet just in case I ever need it again for anything. Right, but it's your real wedding dress. It was my real wedding dress. Yeah, um, and I didn't really have a fancy wedding dress. We got married at a in an Elvis chapel, like in, in Vegas. It was the Graceland. Right, as you yeah. do. And uh, the dress was made for me like four days before. A super like nice lady made it for me. But, um, but there's something about destroying symbols of, of anything that is no longer a part of your life, just getting those things out of your life. I think Mariah Carey burned her wedding dress in a video. I think she right? did, which, yeah. I, but which that dress I think was like, Hundreds of thousands of I know. dollars. It's like, oh my gosh, I, that's a count. That's a house. It's it could feed a population. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah that. But for my dress, I actually the last thing I did in it, um, I should I should post a photo from it. I it was a photo shoot, and where I went in the ocean, in the dress. Oh wow. Yeah, um, I wasn't super fond of the pictures. There's like one or two really good ones that came out of it, but. I just I had so many other great pictures that I'd gotten around that time that right. I never posted those. But yeah, that's the last thing I did was was like got down in the ocean in it. Yeah, it was really cool to do that too. Did you did it Did you wash it since you got it out of there, or did you just put it in the bag? I dried it and I put it in the dryer with like some dryer sheets. Sure. It's, but I, I think if I washed it, it would lose the all the crazy like it would still be damaged, but it would lose all the amazing like. Marks. And, yeah, the story, yeah. the scars, yeah. the now history of it. It's all, yeah, but I'm sure it smells and it's in the back. Right. <laughs> I tried to clean it as best as I could. Now, what, um, you, you mentioned posting pictures and stuff like that. I think for comedians, you have to be pretty active on social media. It really helps. Yeah. Do you like that part of the gig or is it like, 
I don't know. Do you ever end up in Twitter wars, or you're ever like, is it is it fun um, or is it a headache? What's your take on it? I have zero interest in a Twitter war. If somebody right. says something not nice, I just block them. Right. Like, That's it. I don't have time for that. You shut it down. Yeah, but I barely have time to like even make. I have a wonderful. I actually feel like I have a really nice social media fan base, like blo- like a blooming one. It's yeah. it's small. But everybody's really nice and a lot of dudes. That's cool. <laughs> I have like a lot. My I think my demographic. I, I looked at you know how you can see your demographic. It's like yeah. men from like thirty five to fifty. There's my like. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Do you ever get any like? I don't know that they're all straight or anything. Yeah. So whatever. Is that that's my demographic. That's your demo. That's As your sweet spot. As a female spot. comedian, like. Gay dudes are the best too yeah. for females, but um, I think a lot of them are straight because I get a lot of every now and then I get a dick pic. Not, I, I don't know if they're ever in prison. <laughs> right. So so they would send it in a in a private message or direct message. Direct dick message, pic. dick yeah. pic, like yeah. yeah. And I'm just and the funny thing is is that it, the ones that I've gotten I've only gotten a few, yeah. but it always starts the same way. Do you want me to send you a picture? And then I'll say no. <laughs> and then they'll say, <laughs> Come on. Let me send a picture. Right. You'll like it or whatever. And I say no. And you don't even know what the picture is. It could be a picture of a muffin. Yeah. But, you but I know what, I have an yeah. idea. And then, right. and then it, the conversation will go back and forth a few times where I'll, I'll repeat, please don't. Right. I, I don't need your picture. I, right. Thank you, but no. And then, and then all of a sudden, Boom. bam. They do it anyway. They just can't resist. <laughs> and then and then I'm done talking. Like the, that's the end. The yeah, dick pic shuts it down. At the end of the conversation, I said no. Yeah. You sent the picture anyway. <laughs> there you go. Now, have you're you're gonna be single again? You're going through the divorce. You're yeah. gonna be single again. And I wonder if people meet on Twitter. I'm sure some people do. I feel like. Have you ever been asked out on yeah, Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot. Well, um, but I mean, I think it's a safe place for people to yeah. to reach out. And I, I mean it's. Where? How do people meet anymore? Anyways, I, I don't mean, know. You got me. I don't know either. It's, yeah. It's. I don't know. Dating is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking. I mean, I. Because you were together 17, 18 years. Yeah. So it'll you're going to be. Everything's different now. I know, right? It's, it's weird. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. How, I mean, how do you meet people? Uh, not very often. I and, and I I do like OkCupid and some of the gay apps like Scruff and. Do you ever do the ones that? What is it like? Grinder. I do, but that's I don't like do immediate, it. right? Like you're. Yeah, right but here. I'm not like super hookupy. I don't even know if I've ever met anyone on there. I'm sure I've met some on different ones, but it's it. But a lot of it's hookupy. But that's not really. I think a lot of those sites are right. Just to like. Yeah, it's what it, it's whatever you make of it. But a lot of it is like. Okay, we're gonna go at it right away or something. It's not really my thing, but some people, you know, you meet that are more, you know, it can be whatever, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't have to hook up with somebody right away, but I mean, there, there's something pretty fun about that too. I, the, I'm terrified of um, of STDs though. Right. Like that's a that's like a, just a thing that I'm like really scared of. So I feel like LA is like a petri dish of probably just cro- could like, be. I mean, just everybody banging everybody. <laughs> what about now after shows? Do you ever get people? Because you probably performed a lot uh, as a married woman, and now you're single. Do you yeah, ever get, get people hit on come? afterwards? Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. You know, it was so funny because I, oh, I used to have book readings when I had author readings, and I would always see cute guys in the in the crowd, and they always left after your day. Right, it was right. They're out, and I'm like looking around and schmoozing or whatever. The cute ones always leave. Is my point. <laughs> No, I know. You're like, where did that guy go? Where did that guy go in the red shirt? What happened to red shirt? When I, early on, like in the infancy of my divorce, there right. was a show I did and the hottest guy was there and he totally hit on me. He actually walked over and took his shirt off. Right. He was gorgeous. Like he couldn't have been he more. He took his shirt off. He, he just took his off. shirt off. I think I signed his chest. Right. That's exciting. Yeah. He was gorgeous. And, um. But that was early on in my. Yeah, you. you so didn't, I didn't know you what didn't to do with that. You didn't write the phone number or the email. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, Oh God, what do I do? <laughs> but uh, in a few months, let's do this. Let's, Come like, on, let's dude. revisit it. Yeah. Um, speaking of hot guys, the one video you have this. Mm. I can't remember the song. I, I watched it a while ago. Fucked his best friend. You fucked his best friend. Oh okay. God, he's yummy, isn't he? <laughs> uh, there's this guy in her video. I fucked his best friend. He's so cute. Oh my God, he's beautiful. Preston is his name. He's a model. Yeah. But he also, it's so funny. He coaches um, basketball. Right. So um, I was asking around my friends because 
when I first wanted to shoot the video, I'm like, I need to find a guy that's so yummy that every everybody will get right. it, right? right, right everybody, right. man, woman, like. Yeah. And so um, I asked a few of my and you friends. You have to taste. You have to taste them to decide. You have to decide which yummiest. one's the yummiest. Right. <laughs> but my friend was like, "Oh, I, I I know the guy for you." And then we I looked him up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, because he's like, he's like. Um, Ethnically neutral, right. kind you're, you're, of. Yeah, he's got that sort he's, of. He could be in the Fast and the Furious. You don't quite know. Yeah. He's got the like twenty three and Me could be anything. <laughs> yeah, and his body was incredible. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's something else. I don't know. I love there's one scene where you're just standing at a bar and he's fucking you from behind <laughs> and you're singing. It's such an empowering video. Like yeah. I love how I I kind of get to. I mean, I wrote the thing, so I like dominate him yeah. a little bit. Like I have him in the leather thing and make him. Like, I'm kind of whipping him a little and stuff right. like that, but he's so hot. I know. <laughs> it's funny because you're so demure looking. You're, you've got a sweet look about you. You're sweet to talk to. You're very kind and nice, but your songs are really irreverent well, think, yeah. and funny. Uh, one of them's called Fuck You in All Your Nine Holes. Yeah. I that, was angry. I think that's a good breakup song. Was, it should go up right up there with You Ought to Know, the Alanis Morissette, I then know. this. No, I want it to get more hits online because I feel like I feel like it could just be that kind of like in a bar just fuck you in all your nine holes. Like uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna grow. It over should be time. the song that people tweet or, or like post on Facebook when somebody goes to a breakup. I think right? right. Like it should be it should be traveling. It so right now all the songs are individually posted and things are percolating nicely. Yeah. Especially the masturbation song. That one is the one that is having the most That's got the most hits. Yes, on its own. Yeah. But um And it's called Masturbate. It's it called, just Masturbate. Yeah. Which yeah. is probably why people probably look it up and not know what they're looking for and then they stumble into that. And, and like, there you go. Oh I guess they're I'll in. have to watch this. Is that the one with uh, dildos? Yeah, with all the big dildos. <laughs> okay, so you have to go shop for props. Yes. How does that work? Uh, my friend Joey and I were in Florida. We went to like this little sex shop. Right. Um, I guess it was down in Venice, Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had so much fun that day. Joey's like my best friend. Right. And he's actually the guy in the in the video. He's the other man that kind of like... Right, in the sort of inner middle. Yep. Yeah. The, the more talking, dramatic scenes. He's wonderful. Joey... Yeah. I would have to say Joey's one of the most significant people in my life. Him and Norm changed my life more than anything in the last couple of years. That's awesome. Um, but we, we went to the, the um, sex shop, and it was funny because we were in there for so long, and we ended up getting them these like couple like these little vibrators right and we had a vibrator race we start turn them on and put them on the floor <laughs> and to see which one would go vibrate across the floor faster to see which one you would take home yeah. it's like going to an adopt a puppy it, it like, just came right to me yeah you just hey, come here little guy so you turn them on you put them on the floor do they move forward yeah they move all over the place like they might yeah. not move in a straight line they just <laughs> that'd be a really funny game of like spin the bottle or whatever we're gonna put the Vibrator, vibrator in the front, turn it on, and whoever it points to has to... It gets the vibrator. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> gets to, to do take it. it home. What happens at the end of the shoot? Do you take them all home? I didn't. Do you fly home with them? No, because, I mean, when, that'd be hilarious to put it in my carry-on. Right, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know where they all went. All right. I, I have no They serve their purpose. They, they were part of the they shoot. They got their moment. And you know this, that the um, there was... I got a free, free dildo. There was like a black... The one... They gave it to me for free. And I don't know... It was like they said there was something wrong with it. Didn't look like anything wrong with it to me. I don't. It was kind of like um, a spongy mm -hmm. thing. It was like floppy. Right. So I don't know what you do with a floppy one. I don't know. I, but somebody. I mean, I you could do like a dick slap. A dick across sl the face. Right. But I mean, I sexually, I don't know why you'd want yeah. a floppy. But you got it for free. Yeah. So we it's just threw good. it in the dishwasher. <laughs> I love it. Um, go back to fuck you and all your nine holes. Are do human men have nine holes? Yeah. If you you counted it, yeah. Okay. Two nose, mouth, two ears, two eyes. That's seven, right? But Eight, nine, butthole, and pee pee. Pee pee hole. Yeah. Eight, nine. All right. Just want. I just wanted to make <laughs> sure the science. I was there for the science march. I want to make sure that that's covered. I think my favorite song that you do is um, "He Loved the Pussy, but He Hated the Cunt," because it uh. was so. It's so. You know exactly what when you hear that. You know what that means. And I don't know, it just captures a dynamic of a relationship. And that. anyway, talk to me about that song. Um, you know, 
when I recorded that song, I, I was like in tears. This is a sad song, but it's just so funny. And that's the performance that well, we... Well, especially if you're playing it live and you say that first line, yeah. where's this going? Yeah. And it's so but shocking. It's so sad. Yeah. And I, I know it's my, it's like, it's the best part about that song too is I say he loved the pussy, he hated the cunt, the first verse. Right. By the second time, the audience is singing with me. Right on. So the whole room hated the cunt. Like, yeah. And so to get a whole room of people to say the word cunt together, yeah. and they all do it. They're all in. It's so great. That's like the best feeling ever. So, I love that. I, I also read, and I also know this from talking to you, you've done nude gigs. Nudist, you performed a, a nudist thing. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, my audience knows about the, the nudist comedy. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's fun. What surprised you about it? How nervous I was. Yeah, I would yeah, imagine. Just, but, I mean, I, li- I mean, I liked doing it. Afterwards, you feel like, I could do stuff. Yeah, after that, you... Yeah. You, I mean, it's it, well as a comic, it's always fun to challenge yourself with new things. But I mean, I, you're asking me. I have a nudity questions. story. Oh, tell me, tell me. Okay, so I was in Puerto Vallarta a couple of weeks ago. You traveled so much. Well, just recently, I've gotten to go. To is it always places. pleasure, or is it for work too? Because well, the you're the, a writer. Yeah, for the Europe, Berlin. I had gone to Italy first for this Princess Cruises writing assignment thing that I've been the, doing. So you're writing about the cruise ships, or? Uh, no, a friend of mine and I co-created this um, production that the the crew staff was going to do on the ship. I used to work for the company years ago, so I've created a few shows for them, for the crew staff, sort of comedic entertainment. Oh, so that they're, like, performing for yeah, the... Yeah, they'll be performing them for the passengers. So the we teach we teach the crew staff, who are sort of host types. Some of them are performers. They're the ones that say, hey, it's karaoke time, or like Julie McCoy, like, that group of people... We've created some shows for them. But they're already on the ship. You might yeah. as well utilize them for everything yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you're going to serve food. You're going to yeah. greet people. You're going <laughs> to yeah. They do a lot of different things. Yeah. Dance monkey, right? Like, right. <laughs> so this this new ship was being finished in oh wow uh, northern Italy, and so we went there for a few days to, to put up this new show and teach them the how it goes. Did you get to be on the boat? Yeah. Brand new but, boat. Brand new boat. Wow. But they, they were still finishing it. It was a hard hat zone. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, boxes and mess. Everything was a mess, and mm. and uh, you know they were finishing it. And in fact, the room we were working in, they were still finishing that. So it kind of it made it made it a little complicated. But um, it's kind of exciting to, you know, like I stayed in one of the cabins. I was probably the first person to ever stay in that cabin. Oh, that's the best feeling when you can be like I, I got yeah. to be the first person in a hotel room once. Oh, that's and cool. I was like, There's no, I, any DNA that I leave behind, I'm the first. You're the first. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And you're like, oh, God, I plugged the toilet. I'm the first one I plugged the toilet. <laughs> uh, and then I went to Puerto, Vall- uh, Puerto Vallarta for um, a couple of friends of mine had been traveling around the world for 14 months. And this was their last stop. Wow. And so some other friends went down to meet them. How do you even do that, like, as an adult, take 14 months off to just travel? Both of them had been working at jobs for quite a while and had saved some money. And they were both determined to do it as economically as possible. They did this thing called Couch Surfers, couchsurfing.com, where you find people that'll let you stay on their couch, and then next year they come to America and they stay on your couch. It's like a community of... How? Yeah, and they did a I lot of that. I do that. Well, and, and I, my friend said that, I, I don't remember the exact amount, but I think it was like something like $60 a day. To at, stay at different people's... No, to, to their whole trip, all, everything, airfare, they averaged out to $60 yeah, a day. I think so. And then I thought, that sounds like a lot. And then I thought, you know what? Living here, I spend 100 200 You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just walking, with rent. like breathing. Yeah. yeah. So in, in other words, they spent less money than I did last year, and they went everywhere. It depends where you're traveling to. Like, yeah. I, I traveled after college, so like, if you're traveling through like India, right. I, I went on pennies. Like Literally, you could eat on a few dollars yeah. and stay for like five bucks or something in a, in a hostel or a hotel. They got really sick in India. I did too. Yeah. Everybody gets sick. He said everybody gets sick. Yeah, I had to go to hospital. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I had amoebic dysentery. Wow. Which is the most disgusting thing. But yeah. But he, he said that too. Everyone gets sick. It's kind of a rite of passage. Yeah, it's impossible not to. Well, yeah. not just did I not just with the amoebic dysentery, but also just like some of the worst colds I've ever had, I had there. But the yeah. crazy thing is I'm a little under the weather right now, but being in India bolstered my immune system so high because I was I got like the worst colds you could imagine yeah. that I didn't get a cold for years when I came back How here. long were you there for? Um, India and Nepal for like four months. Wow. 
Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to get... I'm, yeah, it's I haven't impossible been, but yeah. Oh, so Puerto Vallarta. Uh-huh. Okay, so we, we had this Airbnb house that like eight, nine of us stayed in. It was really nice. And there was this little area that was kind of had a thatched roof looking out over the ocean or whatever. And so we had a masseur come for one day and um, do like back-to-back massages on everybody. And so when I went out there, I, um, I was like, underwear, no underwear. And I was, so I did a bare ass on my stomach. And then I thought, oh, well, he's got to do eight people. He's, not, he's just going to do the back. Well, it ended up being a full body <laughs> massage. So I'm, I turn over, and I guess I just don't care. It was uh, out like we're kind of, like as if like we're looking at the balcony now. Like if somebody was over there, you know, um, like you know, so thirty there were feet people of, milling around. Yeah, but like thirty feet away. Like this was kind of off on its own. But um, I was like, they oh, didn't put like a towel over you or anything. I could have, but I just, uh, I you didn't care. I didn't care. Well, you're not gonna. But, and then my friend later said, "Well, Dennis, you started the nudity. You started being naked." And I was like, "Really? I was the." The, the uh, beginning of that, I felt very, it's not my normal uh, MO to be the, um, hmm. to be the, the, uh, the, the, the audacious, you know, free with my body, yes. <laughs> so I'm kind of proud of that. I'm very edgy. That is, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, people make a really big deal out of nudity, but yeah. I used to be really self-conscious and then I had two babies and like, everything uh, there were so many people who walked in and out of that room right that you know and i'm just all splayed out after yeah. that i was just like you know what it ain't special yeah and then you know in general like everybody we all kind of look the same yeah so i don't know what the big deal is about what would, you know yeah. we just we're, we're, we're weird animals that we put clothes on right i mean because it's Although kinda, I do, I will say I've never been interested in doing like naked yoga, or I just saw this app for naked CrossFit. Like no, no, I wouldn't want to. Well, first of all, CrossFit. I love yoga. I don't want to. I don't want to do it naked. No, I have to strap my boobs down too yeah, if I like I'm exercising. Feel, I, I don't want to jiggle. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like the other day, I worked out in my bra. I actually put the shirt I was wearing in the. I don't want it anymore. Pile because yeah. it was like one of those shirts with the bra built in. Oh yeah. And it, I just didn't feel like it was keeping Wasn't me giving it. like flat enough. And I was yeah. like, I gotta. I don't want anything to, yeah. So CrossFit, yeah. like you're doing burpees naked and like. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> like There's enough stuff jiggling around already. Can you imagine deadlifting with your butt? They're, they're like butt in the air. Yeah, or downward facing dog with, you know. <laughs> I'm not into it. But this masseur was so good, we haven't come back to like two days later and do the same thing all over again. Oh, that's awesome. And more people were bare assed. So, yeah. I'm I mean, like, you're gonna get I'm a better a trailblazer. Massage. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, you told me once the funny story about how you first wrote a comedy song. Oh, yeah, the first time I ever wrote a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, because well, you play uh, guitar mm -hmm. and you kind of were thinking, I want to maybe do some comedy or whatever. And, and you, this story blew my mind. It was probably the first for real song that I ever, yeah. I was driving, I was driving home from college and I heard the song Daddy's Hands on the you know on the radio and you're in, country, this is in texas this is in texas so it's a country song you know when yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere driving in texas you take what you can get on right, the radio exactly. and uh I'm broke i don't even i'm a broke college student in a shitty car so i right. don't have you know right um much else to listen to and uh so the song is called daddy's, daddy's hands, hands. who sang daddy's hands um the juds the juds and it's right. funny because um i was uh, seeing a friend of mine um, at the time, and he had like super rough hands, and I right. loved it because it's super manly. Yeah, to have these, he works, like, hard, works with his hands. I, I don't even know. He was he a kite surfer. Oh, wow. So he had like calluses on his hands. He had a great body. He was a nice guy, too. But um, he, uh, I, I heard the song Daddy's Hands. I just started giggling because I was like, uh, it's a sad song about how she remembers her father's hands and right. through time. And, and I was just like, Daddy's hands, they were rough in the rough places, and just started giggling. And I wrote the song down and put it on the You're car driving. Seat. Yeah, I'm driving. I, 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 you know, not writing, like I'm trying to pay attention as I write. I right. lyrics on the seat next to me, and I'm driving and singing the song. And then out of nowhere, a few minutes later, there's a tire in the road. I don't know if it flew in front of me. I don't know if it was just there, but it came up on me so quick that I didn't have time to get around it. It's probably going 70, got caught under my car, flipped the car. Oh my God! And I'm very lucky. Um, it's the when the car flipped onto the roof and stopped. 
feet away from a pole. So I only have the impact of the car flipping. Right. I didn't have um, didn't any additional impacts. But because I, I was Did told- Did it go over just once? It, as the, far as time? I know, it, it, it flipped under the door. Right. And then it flipped under the roof. Wow. Um, and it happens, like, when you're in a wreck, it, it's like all slow motion. It's really oh. weird. Have you been in a big car wreck? Not like, like that? that. Not like that, no. It was really crazy. And it, it, it stopped on the side of the road. And then I didn't experience fear um, while it was happening. I experienced this sensation of, well, it's out of my hands. Right. There's nothing I could do. Jesus, take the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> As Carrie Underwood would say. <laughs> Daddy's hands. So yeah. I, I, I was literally like, like there's, you know, there's very few moments in your life that you are absolutely just just got to wait for whatever's happening to end and then you're free of it and 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 you can roll the dice you could go in that moment you go this could go one way or another like I, i'm either going to get really fucked up or or i'm not but i have no control over the outcome right. of this situation. that's how i feel in airplanes yeah i don't get that freaked out because i'm like i kind of like that i don't have a lot of you know i can't do you do you get afraid though no get, not no. really because the odds of something happening in an airplane are so so what I try not to do on an airplane is take for granted that I'm flying in the air. Because I feel like we, we get on airplanes and we're so grouchy and tired and we just want to go to sleep. I am the same way. Like people love to complain about airplanes and the food and the thing. Or Every time I get on or, an airplane, I can't believe it can do what it can yeah, do. Yeah, I'm in the air flying. I can't I, believe it. Yeah, I'm about to go across the country and it would people would have like died it, like they they it would have taken them like a year to get from one coast to the yeah. other and and the, of their four, the, when they arrived 14 of their 19 children would be dead yeah. and like <laughs> and here I am like in the air i just i try to always keep that like no i i always i always kind of can't believe it yeah and, right you know but it's and still then, easy that, to and get then caught for up. all yeah and for all the assholes and everything that happens Sometimes I just look around and I'm like, there's all these people in here and we're all just sitting. Yeah. And for some reason right now, we're all okay. Right. And we're going to, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so the car crashed. Oh, yeah. And then and then I got frightened because then I was like, okay, I the car had stopped and I, I unbuckled my seatbelt. Right. And I didn't even, I was so disoriented that I, when I buckled, I landed on my, like on my back and head. And so then I was like, oh, shit, I'm on. I'm upside down right and I look out the window and at this point the cars that were coming towards me were fully aware that uh, that they had to stop and slow down and go around me but right. I see headlights coming to me and now I'm a loose object inside the car so now I think this is where I'm gonna die right but the cars had they stopped and, oh. and yeah and but that was when I, I got really scared and then I got out of the car and started to walk around and um, I found the lyrics to my song. They had actually gone out the window, and they were sitting on the ground, and I put them in my pocket. And the next morning, I was in a good bit of pain. Were to, you in the hospital, or were you at home? They took me to the hospital right. and tested me for shock, and yeah. they checked me out. And I remember this, the sweetest guy who tested me, he goes, I want you to, I guess you pee in a cup to test if you're in shock. I didn't know that. I don't know either. I don't know what, to this day, I can't figure it out, but I right. kept, he kept having to tell me, you have to do this because we're testing you to see if you're in shock and i think i was in shock because i couldn't understand what he was saying to me wow yeah and so but anyways they they sent me home and uh the next morning i wrote the song like put the music the lyrics to music you still have the lyrics i still had them and and a year later i went into the houston laptop and i played the song and then so you know daddy's hands daddy's hands. have you ever recorded it does it exist online or anywhere i don't know. I think I might have recorded on one of my previous albums, like one of yeah. my first albums. It, I feel like even the songs that I did, my, the infancy of my comedy, yeah. like, are still great songs. They hold up. They don't have probably like they don't have the production value of what Norm brought to it. Right. But they're still hilarious, great songs. Yeah. So yeah, that that one's pretty funny. Do you would you ever just go and do can't comedy without a guitar and not sing? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time, I. I, you know, I'm, I'm a musical comic, but I yeah. want it to be better at monology. So yeah. there was a, t a what's monology? Like just talking. Oh, monologue. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just put my guitar down and started working on just being a better stand-up. Yeah. For a, a, a while, and but I always go back to the guitar because that's just that's what brought me into this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because my friend, one of my friends that I went to see in Puerto Vallarta, plays the ukulele. Mm. And he would play it around the pool and stuff, and it sort of just makes people happy, you know. When you could pick yeah. up a guitar, or ukulele something. is such a happy. I know. Can you imagine playing a sad song on the ukulele? Yeah. It just, I guess you can. You can make it like. Yeah, but, but it would be hard. 
Yeah, all right. you have friends wanna, all over the world. I, I have some friends around the world, for sure. Well, these guys live here, but uh, they were on this crazy trip. Okay, so let me throw you some observation deck questions. All right. And, randomly. And, and I can throw them back at you? Sure. Okay. What's your idea of the perfect day? Oh, okay. That's, that's fun. Um, I call them Winnie the Pooh days. Because um, have you ever read the Tao of Pooh? No. Okay, so like I have. I mean, I've read books about poo, but other kinds of just. Like, <laughs> what does your poo tell you about? We need the poo. Yeah. Um. So, basically, like, I, I if I remember the way it goes in the book, I think Tigger, is like, what are we gonna do today, poo? What are we gonna do? Yeah. And um and we need the poo is like, I don't know. Let's just see what happens. And those are my favorite days. So when you wake up and you don't know what you're gonna go do, mm -hmm. and then you just find your way through it days or nights yeah. like, I feel like anytime you can have a loose plan but anytime I've made a really solid plan even for life it falls apart <laughs> right yes yeah, so what's the lesson not to over plan I don't I mean I made major yeah. plans for my life and yeah ta-da and you want to know something life is very Winnie the Pooh because now I'm in the best adventures ever because I have a whole world of experiences ahead of me that I wouldn't have had if if the uh, the shoe hadn't dropped right so the whole the whole thing so yeah I never really thought about it until right now but it's like really a Winnie the Pooh life not just a day that's so, amazing yeah. I'm gonna call this podcast a Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, the Pooh? yeah what about you what What's would you my idea for a perfect day I would spend time with friends I would I think if I were involved in something creative that felt really good that I was that's in your it. every day though yeah, I but, but I was in it a lot of it is self generated I I think I would like to to uh, to be wanted somewhere and say, you know what I mean? In other words, if that makes sense, like at a job or something like that. Um, I haven't done a good job I of like like nice asking meal. you questions, though, about That's like, okay, because I just think. slipped right into this. And also, I know you a little bit, and, I'm, and I want to share you with the people. I know, I but I want to so share special. you with my people. We'll do another, awesome. We can do another okay, one. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would say for my perfect day. Um, Maybe dancing. Oh, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, we, maybe we should have a perfect day. We should have maybe a perfect day. Maybe we should day. see where we end up. And, and you know, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. dancing lately. I've been taking dance oh, classes. You should um, come to the one that I take. I what take, do you take? It's Groove 3. It's a hip-hop class, but it's so much fun. Really? Wow, I would, would love, love it. it. I've been taking pole dance classes. Super fun. It's so fun. But I, I bet it's a hard workout. It's so hard. It kills me. But I, I used to dance when I was younger. Like yeah. So a hip-hop class sounds amazing. You know what you should do? You should be like Pink. You know how Pink does acrobatics and uh -huh, comedy? Uh -huh. You should do pole dancing and tell a few and jokes. And stand up. <laughs> and stand up. Well, I'm preparing for a, a movie that I wrote that oh, I want to shoot this summer. I Fingers crossed that it, it gets off the ground. But even if it doesn't, I was like, I'm going to learn this because it sounds like fun. And just to get back to something that I think that's another thing about a perfect day or just a perfect thing is getting back to what you liked when you were a little kid. I think so. And I think when I was thinking about that question, it's some element of surprise, something that you weren't expecting, something like, oh, you want to go to that weird thing that we read about? And you mm -hmm. get there and you're like, oh, my God, this is so cool or whatever it you is. You meet a new person. Yeah. You meet something, something surprising. I, I think where your spontaneity and your adventure, your sense of adventure, or to try something new is rewarded. Yeah. Oh, that's good. There's so many like external yeah. noises at the club. I, I don't know. know if you could hear it, but like, there's like, we're, we're like it's so quiet and I peaceful. Know. And then there's like drilling. And I wish we had tennis ball sounds. I, that's I do love that sound. I do too. <laughs> yeah. um, here's another one of these. What's your biggest frustration? Oh, uh, right now. Yeah. I'm not getting laid and like I need to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> so obvious sexual frustration. Right. I'm I'm um I mean I, I use my my vibrator pretty regularly. There you go. And I've discovered Pornhub. Pornhub. You I'm know like what? a dirty old man now. Like I'm like a dude. It's so but creepy. I am I'm taking this financial uh, managing cash flow for artists course oh. uh, through the Actors Fund. It's fantastic. What I'm why? Learning so like much. is that for yourself? Yeah, for... it's just to learn you know when you have one really great month and then one shitty month, then like, how? What kind of habits do you form? And anyway, oh it's God. just great. Anyway, um, for artists specifically, because it's yeah, such for an creative people, yeah. People do you want to do business. that for other people, or do you want to just be able no, to do it for wanna, yourself? No, I want I want to do it for myself. I want to get more of a handle on on things, and I'm learning a lot, and it's been great. But um, I'm sort of looking at expenses, and I'm like, okay, 
There is no reason to ever spend money on porn ever. Online. Right? No, no, no. Porn's free. Like porn's it free. Sucks for, it, it sucks, sucks for, for porn, porn people. people. Yeah. And sometimes there are things where you're like, you know what? That I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm getting out the credit card. I, you I've know? never paid money for. What, what, what did you pay for? Well, just like certain sites might have more. The one that there's one that has a whole ton of movies and you buy by the minute. Do you know what I mean? So you have a million movies. <laughs> you only need it for a minute. I know, but you know, so you pay like. You know, nineteen ninety five for two hundred minutes or whatever. Oh wow! But you know, so that's one thing where I'm like, you know what? You don't need to pay for that. But you that. don't need to pay for it. You, it's funny that you. There's like, enough free stuff funny online. How you introduce that with? I'm taking a financial planning course for artists. I'm looking and this for is think, how I can I'm save for, money on yes, porn. <laughs> looking for ways to cut back. Yeah, I, I don't really know what the difference. I've never paid money for porn, so I just imagine it's more like better production value maybe possibly or like the full movie but though a lot of, like a full movie that just came out or something that, that hasn't quite or gotten. a particular art, art porn star that yeah, you like more than sure. someone else there's, absolutely there's definitely people that i'm like well that person's good at what they do yeah <laughs> you're like now in straight porn are the guys very hot or do they is it more about Again, it's free, so you yeah. kind of get what you get. You get what you get. <laughs> but I, I um, kind of like them to be. I like everyone in this in, in scenario to be attractive. Yeah. I don't like when they're not attractive because yeah. it's gross. But I have to say, the financial planning for artists thing, having been an artist on for years, I've, and you're business, an artist. Well, but business managers are. I have yet to find a business manager that isn't just shady as fuck. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, like. We've gone through three, technically four business managers. I would say that they're just there's no upside to them doing a good job. Yeah. The one now, the one that we have now in Nashville, those people, holy fuck, they're the fucking evilest cocks on the planet. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, whatever, I live and learn, but I mean, you hear like right now, like Johnny Depp is suing yes, and all that. Yes, all of this stuff. Or, or like Willie Nelson, like yeah. lost all their money because they're artists. They're not paying attention. They pay people to kind of take care of their stuff, and and they overspend whatever it is. But the yeah. the business managers they back end things. Yeah. So yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I would never. This it's, yeah, it's meant to sort of empower people that you know when you have a hit and miss kind of career. Yeah. Um, they should. You should always yeah. be in charge of your own finances. You should never allow yeah. somebody else to take over because you're gonna get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Um, what was that one? What's your biggest frustration? What would my biggest frustration be? I have this thought lately that I fight against, which is that it doesn't matter how good I am at something in terms of the business. In other words, it, 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 it's about other things. Whether or not the opportunity comes. Yeah. That, it, that, it's, you know, that it feels like that is irrelevant. Like you're great and still this, it, doesn't matter. it still doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think it's um, like yeah, and that I don't think that that's not a winning strategy, but it is a it is a thought that I have that I try to go. No, it thinks it does matter. But I view you as so successful. Isn't that interesting? Like yeah. nobody ever sees themselves and right. where they are on the like pecking order of success. I think right. in any industry, everybody always feels like they could be better at whatever it is they do. I mean, For the guy sure. on the you know. Um, on the fryer looks at the manager and goes I'd rather be doing yeah. you know like there's always going to be you know and the, and the manager's looking at the owner yeah and the owner's like, you know what I mean so I'm, I'm the McDonald's reference right but it's just no it's a, it's true though and one, and one of the other good things about this class that I've been taking it about cash flow is that that the teacher really acknowledges the state of mind of being an artist like this is what you chose you get to do something that you love and this is what comes with it. Don't be in denial about, oh. you, you know, like sort of just the mindset of um. You don't, don't be a victim of it. Of it, you you picked it, and there's some pretty great stuff, and there's reasons you picked it. You know. Well, it's a business, right? Yeah. So like, all right. So right now, my business doesn't generate enough money at all for me to survive on, and that's a problem for me right. because I need to start generating. But it is a business, and it doesn't matter what business you're in. It takes years for that business to be successful. Um, my grandfather used to belong to this organization called SCORE. It's for retired business people that are like professionals that can give advice to young entrepreneurs. And they always, it takes years sometimes to be yeah. able to really generate income. And so it's no different. This is just a business, but you're a human commodity and you're trying to sell whatever it is that you do. For sure. So yeah, it takes years. You gotta just keep going. 
Uh, what's the most crazy thing you've ever done in a pursuit of a crush? Oh, like a crush on that. <laughs> Got married. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. That's a big one. Yeah. I'll do mine and you can do okay. yours later. I may have told this story already on the podcast. I don't know. I was working on a cruise ship as a dancer slash cruise staff. I was early 20s. I started dating. The, the teams were changing over. So I was getting ready to come off and then new people were going to come on. But they overlapped by like a cruise or whatever. And I started seeing one of the guys in the new thing. And then I got off the ship. Long story short, I went back up to... Vancouver, I stowed away on the ship one night from Vancouver to Victoria oh, wow. to be with him. But that was like... Stowed very, away like you snuck I, I Well, because I have an employee badge, and this was in the early 90s when there was more lax, more lax security. I was able to get on the ship, and then I just didn't get off, And uh, but I had to sort of lay low for that 24 hours. And I was an employee Well, I mean, you time. could just stay in his room. That's what I did. <laughs> he brought me food. But it was really, I don't think you could do it. Did he bring you in more than food? Uh, maybe a little. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like I stowed away on a ship overnight, that's which all, was kind of risky. That's, all, that's more of a being in a relationship yeah. and having a wild night. Yeah, a it wild was exciting. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was relatively new. Like it was, it wasn't sort of in pursuit. We were seeing each other. It was just, it's kind of a big thing. Interesting. I mean, um, the pursuit of a crush is not really where... I mean, I didn't have too many boyfriends before getting married, but along the lines of like being with somebody that you really like a lot and doing something wild with them, I feel like my first boyfriend, and I was in college, we did some fun stuff. Like we had sex, we went into a church, like a, we we're staying in a parish in Mexico. Right. So like sex in a church or um, like we had one time under a piano at like in the college like that's things like that that's kind of cool yeah. I like stuff like that I think that's that's something I'm looking forward to doing because you know again is having like more fun yeah like, more adventure yeah I love yeah, it because I, I didn't do that in my marriage you know it was it wasn't really feasible yeah <laughs> so yeah that was we had a lot of fun together him and I there you go. Yeah. Just start picking, making a map of places and stuff like that. <laughs> then I really feel like a pervert. In. Yes. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, It'd be, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, but I, yeah. <laughs> well, it's 10 to 3, and I know you have to pick up soon. I have kids to pick up soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more question. Okay. Um, this one might be good. What's the most trouble you ever got in in school? Oh, I was such a good girl. Me too. Yeah. I was a good girl too. That's the yeah. skip. Let's find another I one. I know. I'm trying to think. I mean, I did. Yeah. I, I, I never really got into any major trouble, but. What's the worst job you ever had? Oh, I waited tables for like four months. It's the only job I've ever been fired from. I hated the food. In LA or in Houston? In Houston. Okay. Oh, I had a. a, a I cleaned houses in LA too. That yeah. was a pretty bad job too. I. It was one guy. Um, so there's two bad jobs. How, I. I, he would pay me so shitty. I would get, I would literally be there for like 10, 12 hours because his apartment was so nasty. He was a bachelor, and I would only do it like every month or two months, so it would be really trashed. And I would go in there and clean everything. And then, um, and one morning I show up and he opens the door, to let me in, and he's wearing pants, but he's discombobulated. He like woke up. Wow. And he's okay. got his shirt off. Right. And he's kind of like scratching his head, like, uh, you know, I just woke up. And I said, give me a minute. To pull the sheets out of your bedroom and all the la- the linen and like laundry, and I'll start the laundry. You can go back in your room, take a shower, do whatever you want, and I'll get the rest of the apartment cleaned, and your room will be the last one. Right. And so um, I, he went in there. I hauled all the laundry down to the laundry room, turned around, and ran back to the kitchen to get the laundry soap. And when I got to the kitchen, he was in the kitchen now. But his shirt was back on, but his pants were off. <laughs> Total no pants. And he had a semi. And he was oh, leaning on shit. the counter. And I I went, oh! I just, like, froze. And I didn't know what I... I mean, I think he wanted me to clean it. Exactly. <laughs> he wanted you to clean Let's start with this. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, man. Did, was, did you keep doing that job for him? Or was no, that your I, last day? I ran, I ran out of the apartment. And I was standing in the hallway, and I was, cry- I had started to cry. Oh my god! <laughs> and I mean, and I, I went. Um, I had to get my purse because my keys were in yeah. in the apartment, so I could leave. And I opened the 
the door and grab my purse and he just goes, I'm sorry. <gasps> oh. He, I think he... Realized. You know, he thought... Gave it a shot. Gave it a shot. Didn't work and did, he started feeling bad. He, well, he... He should have. He probably... Now he lost a good housekeeper. He did. But I mean, I guess he he wanted more yeah i don't know <laughs> he got the wrong idea he got the wrong idea i was really there to clean and make a yeah. little make shitty it's money like as long as you're polishing things yeah that's not cool that was a pretty shitty job yeah but it didn't last that long and then the the restaurant job i also it didn't last long it was terrible what restaurant was it some italian place in houston that yeah you know it's interesting because like the when i was working there one of the waiters um took me aside one day and was like hey check this out and he showed me on the computer and he starts putting in buttons on the computer he's like this is how you back end your checks and I was like what and he showed me how you can type in food I, I don't even know how I, I, I stopped him I was like stop right now I don't want to know this because you're, la, 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 you're teaching yeah. me how to steal yeah. out of the check and, I'm, and he's like but everybody's doing this and I said I'm not going to do this and and he was such a dick. And the oh, crazy. I wish th you were working in the Trump administration. I is <laughs> with those with those standards. But I know, right? Because, right. but I mean, I, I so I, I said no. And then the crazy thing was was that the, I think, because I wasn't part of the team now. Yeah. That they. They they worked against me and I ended up getting fired and the owner took me into the office and I was like why are you firing me I know I'm not a great waitress but I'm honest like these guys are all stealing from you yeah and you're firing me and it was like it, but he, yeah and Good they business. but he was out of business a few months later wow so, yeah I didn't know they could do something like that they'd figure out ways to charge people more and I think it wasn't charging them more I think it was they charged them for it on the check and then they print a new receipt. And pull the money. So the the restaurant's thinking that they're having less than they're getting. Yeah, like the the, yeah. the kitchen. So they type in the food. The kitchen prepares the food. Yeah. They put the food on the check, and then they I don't know I don't know right. exactly what they were doing, but then they reprint a new check and put it in with there, and then pull the cash out. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. Shady. That is so shady. But I got fired. Yeah. But come. Yeah. Uh, what was the worst job I ever had? I, when I first moved to L.A., I came out here to take a musical theater workshop that was like 12 weeks and very intense, uh, all in the evening. So I had to find something to, in the day, and I got a job at a, at a stuffed animal store called The Very, Very Beast oh my God. in the West Side Pavilion and also oh, in Santa Monica like Place. Well, <laughs> it, wasn't, it was retail, and it was all stuffed animals, but, but it was me working with a bunch of valley girls who were literally in high school. And me, post-college, and, and the weird thing was I had a, I, I thought a pretty good relationship with the boss, Eleanor, and then at the end, I think I found a better, like, job that somebody I was in a play with found something for $13 an hour, and I was like, I'm out of here, you know, like, and I sort of left, and I, I remember, my feeling was that she was mad at me, or whatever. For leaving. Yeah, or like, I was, I, I was on her shit list somehow. The very, very beast. The very, very beast. But I know, like, teddy bears, and brands, and you do? stuffed animals. Which is absolutely useless, probably. I like guns are oh, good the quality. Best. Right? Thank yes. you. Yes. We oh, can agree. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, so it wasn't a nightmare to do it, but it, I look back on it, and I feel a little bit like, you couldn't have done better than that, you know? It's, it's funny, like, all the different experiences, though, that kind of make up your knowledge of stuff. Like, like for some reason, you know now about stuffed animals. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, it's... Did I tell you what I did over the holidays? No. I um, worked seasonal at Crate and Barrel. How was that? I, you know what? I kind of liked it. I was in the back in the merch department. I might so I was, like, opening boxes. <laughs> I was opening boxes and shelving spatulas and, like... Did you do it at night? No, it was different hours and stuff like that. I wanted to do something different. It was the holidays. I didn't have a lot going on. And I needed, my brain needed to be used in a different way. You make it cash too, yeah. like quick, right? Yeah, it wasn't very much money, but it was like, I just, it was good for me. Um, I kind of, I kind of, you, when you went home, you felt like you worked hard. Right. Your body was sore. Um, I was back there with a bunch of guys and, they were not, I don't know. It, it, you know what I liked about it is it doesn't have the fear that show business has, where everyone's afraid all the time. Everyone's so desperate. It's it, stable. Yeah, nobody was like, this isn't my dream, it's fine. You know what, there, there was a lack of sort of, uh, the stakes weren't that high. 
Nobody's really competitive. No. <laughs> they all just, I did Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was trying to undermine everybody else. They just wanted to do a decent job and, and you know, and get a check. And, right. You just go home. Like, you're, there's yeah. nothing invested in the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, like, you're not owning, you don't own a share of the company. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But I kind of liked it. I, 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 I was badass with that box cutter, too. I was like, boom. Um, you made me think of like one other job that was kind of like that that I got to do yeah. which is one of those things that you're just like yeah it's just monotonous like physical I um, I just needed to go to a place mm-hmm. do a thing and, then, and get a check yeah and go home yeah I did a job I had to I worked on a kibbutz in Israel right. and they had a screw factory which sounds like a porn right exactly and so I packed screws in boxes and you welcome to the screw factory I know exactly yeah. So they they base it on weight. So each box, when you go to the hardware store and you buy a box yeah. of screws, it's um, it's based on weight. Okay. So how many screws are in the box, you will know. So you you'd have to each box just one after another after another. You you pull this like lever or you reach in with with your hands. You drop them in, then you pull one or two out, and yeah. then you close the box and move to the next one. Nice. And the and you get your hands get stabbed with like the yeah. little sharp screws all day long. And yeah, it's one of those jobs that you're just like. You're just kind of meditative. Yeah, I had like book a book on tape. Oh, perfect. I just could like zone out. Yeah, count so. the screws. I might need to get a job next Christmas. Yeah. At the- I kind of would go back. It was, I kind of like, I don't know, it was good for me at that time for sure. Um, so we're going to wrap it up. How can people find you and, and uh, what you do and follow um, you and all that stuff? So it's L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. And, excuse me, and that's on everything, on um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then um, Limeade is on YouTube, and it's also on Amazon Prime. Right um, on. So you can just look up Lana Turner. I think if you go to YouTube and just type Limeade, the, yeah. like, the beverage, I, in fact, I know, it'll come up. I love it. So you can find it on there. Um, Amazon, it's, I don't have the individual videos yeah. posted, just the, just the movie. But on YouTube, you can also watch. Like, if you just want to watch... Fucked his best friend. You can just right. go on my YouTube page and Mix watch and match. That. There's so many funny yeah. songs and fun videos. Having the name Lana Turner, what's that been like? Because, I mean, the younger the generation probably doesn't know the screen goddess. What's Is it ever a thing? No, yeah. I mean, if you Google me, you might it might yeah. bring up the actress Lana Turner, but yeah. mine's spelled with an H. So. so, yeah. And if you type in comedian, mine will come up. But um, growing up, it really didn't matter because nobody really yeah. knew her where I was growing up. Here, yeah. Here, it's a little... You know. a bit different but yeah yeah but it's my real name so, so there you go yeah um last question uh where you were when you made limeade you're in a much different place now even well, from when i first met you yes you're in a much different place now you you're lighter there's an yeah. energy about it what would you what do you think this takeaway of your story is or, or what would you t- say to somebody that's where you were a year ago Oh, I, I mean, I think I heard it from other people a year ago when I was going through the worst of it, which is when that you're going to be so happy when it's over. And I'm so close to the end. Right. And I can already see that I'm so much happier. Like, I wasn't in a good situation. And, you know, it's really hard to think that your life is going to go one way and then have it flip on you. Right. And then to readjust. But I am. I'm a lot happier for for it. I mean, the the journey was really challenging, but so yeah, anybody who's going through a difficult divorce or breakup, or you know, it's still not a bad job at a mall. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all at the end of the day, I always like to remind myself, like, it's it's not cancer. Right. I don't have it bad. I have it really good, and I mean, eventually, the 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 divorce will be over and then you know and i'm still alive and you know it's just it's not that different i'm just yeah you know so but yeah it was it was a tough beginning of you know figuring a new it chapter out. Yeah, yeah 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 it's always hard but i don't know don't you think like the tough things you went through in your life somehow turn around to being oftentimes good things yes but sometimes it takes longer then you even imagine that part will. Um, like in the last few years, I think I've grown more than I've ever grown in my life in terms of learning about myself, learning about, uh, just like this money class that I'm taking. I've been doing a lot of things like that. And yet I still don't feel quite equipped for the future. Like I, my, my work is still very hit and miss. Like I still kind of have a lot of the same problems that I have, 
but I but I know myself a lot better and uh, and I I I don't uh, let things go that I would use to let go. Does that make sense? I stand up for myself more. Oh yeah, yeah. You're more you're older and more confident. Yeah. Like that's one thing too. Like, do you ever feel in entertainment you're like, oh, I'm getting older and you worry about that stuff? I I actually used to think I would worry more about it, but in many ways I feel like I'm better for it. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but yeah, I'm more confident and. Well, I'm glad you just seemed lighter today than even yeah, when I met you before. I know before. when I met you, I was still like pretty bummed in the out. soup, as it were. So anyway, what's your Twitter? You you said Mama all that Turner, stuff, but you have to yeah. say yours. Uh, so people can mine is um, at Hensley Dennis is my Twitter. Uh, the Dennis Anyone Facebook page is on there, and if you're uh, a Lana podcast person listening to this for the first time, my podcast is I talk to different creative people about how they do their thing and how they keep it going. And um, so maybe you'll find some other uh, episodes that you'll appreciate. I love the list of questions, guys. Like, and and I didn't there get was a, a chance. bunch that we didn't do. We'll have to have a part two. Well, you have to because I didn't yeah. have a chance to ask you all the like. You're such an interesting, cool person, and oh, I'm so thank glad you. I know you. I'm so glad I know you, and I'm glad I uh, I got to do this with you. And um, we'll do it so again. We'll soon. do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of questions. Yeah. I Any lost the questions and here. I found them. Uh -huh. I had to go to my favorite tea place and say. Hey, did somebody leave a tin can of questions? Oh, you left that tin? I left this oh, at, at tea place. That's an, a valuable tin. I know. I love it's that. Like, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Bye. Bye.